What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill for Rage Rowdy Podcast. Well, what is going on, everybody? Today, a very special edition of Outside the Round. Uh, This is the podcast that we do. We are live on location at Live Oak. This is the first. They'll make some noise here at Live Oak. There we go. Good Good to make some noise. We love that. Uh, my name is Matt Brill. I got my boy, my business partner, my best bud, Mr. Nikki T with us. Happy to be here. Uh, thankful to have you as a buddy and uh, celebrate four years of the, the round here, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's been crazy. So we have been here at Live Oak for four years. Um, I remember when this bar used to be called Frisky Frogs when I first moved to town in 2018 from the great white north of New York. And we've been in the trenches with Live Oak. We've... We were out here in in 2020 when the world was opening back up and really keeping things going and having some great events with some great folks that were coming up at the time. There are big stars that are selling out clubs and stadiums right now that were playing these events. And to be able to have the consistency of doing this four years later is awesome, man. And uh, I remember, and you've been doing events here for a while now too. Yeah. Yeah, we've done events. I did one event when it was Phil Frisky Frogs, and then we did a takeover of Sunday night, uh, which a guy named Grady Saxman, who you'll see up on the board here, is a sponsor for Matt's Round, a great producer here in town. Uh, we did a takeover round he ran here when it was Live Oak, and I remember Hasten saying, like, why don't you host an event here? And I was like, well, I don't even live here. So. What's awesome about that, that was during CMA Fest. Yes. And that was before I started doing my events here. And that was kind of my first taste of like, oh, shit, Live Oak would be a cool place to do an event at, to do a round at. And that was, a night, that was, I think, that was the first time you and I met. Formally, yeah. Um, formally. And we did our first, we used to do them within the round all the time, the shit show rounds, <laughs> after the event where it was like the post-show party and everybody was just having a good time. And you have so many different folks that are out here in the crowd that are artists, that are writers. And it was just kind of like a free-for-all open mic, like... Hasten actually pulled the guitars that are on the wall. One of them used to work and like have a plug-in. And Hasten would just say, fuck it, and pull the guitar off the wall. And we just have random folks hop up and play. And that was kind of the first time we did that was at the Raised Rowdy Takeover of Sunday School. Yeah, Ryan Nelson. I remember we went to grab food because the food was closed here after we hosted. And then they were like, Ryan just jumped up on stage. So we just <laughs> ran back up. And then it was just like... a. Uh, 
Taylor Phillips hopped yeah, up. Yeah, Dave Hangley was playing yeah. in that. Jake Arch, uh, yep. a bunch of our good, but Ethan Willis, like yep. a bunch of my day ones that I used to work in the trenches with on Broadway. So it was uh, it was cool. And then tonight we've got a a really cool lineup of folks. So this is actually our first time doing an anniversary event for outside the round or in the round, whatever you want to call it. It's outside <laughs> the round now, but um, it's our first time doing it, and we have some folks that we've had before. But we have some folks that are that are young and have a lot of smoke in town and yeah. a lot of buzz and kicking between the trios. Like we got the girls right here, July Moon that'll be playing in a little Ooh. bit. We got our boys from Old Hickory who yep. have gone through a few different variations of trios and they they have new music dropping on Friday, which we're super stoked about. You've got young guns like Gavin Adcock. You've got young guns like Landon Smith, Aiden Canfield, Shelby Ray, Carson Wallace, S.J. McDonald, who's literally my day one, and then. Some folks that have tons of hits out there, like Jordan Walker, Adam Craig, Joy yep. Beth Taylor, May Estes. Like, just a, a great night of music, and it, it's fun to be kicking this kicking this all off with a with a podcast. Cause it's our first time doing the live pod here, and it's fun to be a part of Ray's Rowdy now too. Yeah. Because I remember the first time I met you, or the first time I remember seeing Ray's Rowdy, I had just moved to town, and it was a whiskey jam takeover, and I was like, "Oh shit, these guys are these guys got it going on. They got Hannah Dasher on stage. They got Ryan Nelson on stage. They got Casey Tyndall. They got Farron Rachel's, Joe and Martina. Like all these cool things. So it's been it's been a badass to do events and all of that, and to be doing stuff out of town too. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time like you were hosting rounds, and we we would talk about that on the phone. Matt and I would chat on the phone for like an hour talking about like how he hosted the round and how it went and like what went well and how he booked the rounds and stuff. And that was like before I was in town booking rounds. And then when I got to town in 2020, you know, we just became even bigger and quicker buds. Yeah, and three years ago, popped up on Snapchat memories. Yes. The day I got my one and only tattoo, shout out to our boy Mike Stoll. Um, <laughs> he, um, we... We did Ray's Rowdy Summer Camp, yes. which was definitely, looking back, a little bit of a liability, but a lot of the shit that we do with Ray's Rowdy is, a, is kind of a liability, um, where Nikki T and company put together a bootleg festival. One of them, the first one, I didn't go to Summer Camp 1. Yeah. I'm bummed I didn't, yeah. because Summer Camp 2 was so much fun. Yeah. We, uh, so when 2020 hit, and you weren't allowed to be in crowds... But you were allowed to be outside with 15 to 20 people, and then it turned into, like, 30 to 40 people. So we were like, hey, friends that are in town in Nashville that don't have any gigs, do you want to come up and everybody will pitch in 20 or 30 bucks? And so everybody will go home with 500 bucks or so. And uh, so came up. We did, like, a camping event, and we did one in the summer. And it went well. Nobody died, which was great. That was, like, our number one priority. Yeah. You know? Summer Camp 2 got a little hairy. Yeah. Summer Camp 2, people got closer to dying. There was people <laughs> on roofs pouring beers in people's mouths. We definitely had the cops that came, and we were like, oh, man, they're going to tell yeah. us that we can't I'll, be around people. Yeah. I was already passed out in the tent when the cops came. But yes. Yeah, we had, we had Ryan Nelson drinking all the beers, yeah. and the front row or don't go crew was making a lot of noise. It wasn't a suburb. It was in the backyard of a cul-de-sac <laughs> in suburban Ohio, and Ryan Nelson, it's like three in the morning, Ryan Nelson's just screaming obscenities yes. in the microphone, and the cops came by and were like, you, guys, you can't be doing that, we're cool that you're hanging out, but yeah. just quit yelling F-bombs at three in the morning <laughs> on a Saturday night in Ohio. They were like, we love that you guys are doing this, keep doing this, but no more F-bombs, please. Yeah, no more no more Ryan Dan Nelson <laughs> getting all rowdy and getting crazy. So on this podcast today, we've, we've got some, some recurring guests that... 
we've had um, on Outside the Round before that are in our family. Uh, we've got our boys Rod and Pierre that are on their way here. I think right now we could probably get Josh and we could probably get Ireland up since they're already here. I think Josh Terry's ready to go. He doesn't have his sunglasses on, which is kind of wild to I love it to, to see. I kind of love it too. I love seeing. Oh, there it is. There's the. Don't make some noise. We got Josh Terry. We got our girl Ireland Broadway Gabriella coming up to hang out. Don't we, cheer. Don't cheer for this shit. Josh Terry does. Um, is it monthly that you do the events here now? Yeah. Why is y'all shit nicer than mine? Why is it nice? I don't know. This Josh, is our such stuff's... a nicer setup than what the fuck I do. Oh, well, we got these luxurious chairs from GCI. That's yeah, GCI. Like GCI. So they nice. squeak yeah. a little bit. We, we gotta, can lend these to you. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll we bring can, them. We can lend them to you, Josh. <laughs> no, nah, you, you'll learn quick. You can't loan me shit. We're going to tear it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Josh Terry, um, one of our favorite Southern personalities, degenerates, he survived the Florabama with us. His barely. birthday weekend. His birthday weekend, and he barely survived. He did good. You, you, I'm, I'm, I'm still hungover. Don't say I know you're shit. still hungover. Don't, and you're don't gonna say, get, don't say I survived anything. <laughs> and you're going to get drunk again tonight. This is my first beer since we got back from Florabama. Really? Blessings. Well, no, we had. I had a concert the other night with Sam Gray. I love and Sam Gray. And I got hammered. Such a cool dude. Like I, He was on y'all's pod and on mine, too. Cool dude. But besides that, I haven't drank anything because I thought I was going to die <laughs> yeah, on the, the way home. Yeah, the Florabama Bama Bash was, was pretty wild. And then... We've got our girl Ireland down there. Now, Ireland is literally like my Nashville little sister. So when I first moved to town back in 2018, I moved in with a, with a buddy, uh, Dakota Tate. And Dakota didn't know me really at all. We had, we had just met. Um, we had gotten introduced through some mutual friends. Um, and I got my job working security. I had no security experience. And it was fun. But Ireland is Dakota's little sister. So I got to know Ireland when I think you were still, I think you were just out of high school. Are still in this? Uh, I, think, was... I think I, I think it was the summer I graduated. How old I are you? Twenty four. Oh shit, I'm old. <laughs> I'm older than you, brother. So, <laughs> uh, and it's been cool watching watching you watching you grow up. And recently now, you've gone from being someone that was when I first met you that was figuring life out out of high school to yeah. doing. I guess like you were working on like with people's like prop like kind of like prop was it like property management or like nannying or doing. St- Stuff yeah, like that. I was I was a, I got out of high school and I was a house manager and nanny, so I was managing like multi million dollar homes as like an eighteen year old, and then managing <laughs> and like nannying multi million dollar like model children who were like flying all over Fuck the country. Kids. Yeah, right. I was like, these kids have better lives than me. And children like, should not four. have more money than me. I don't agree <laughs> right. with this at Amen. all. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and then now recently, and Ireland's been working in the entertainment industry for a while. Works works with a lot of folks in the comedy space, but. Recently, Ireland had appeared on Barstool's Rough and Rowdy as Broadway Gabriella and was the winner, came back with a belt, brought the belt back to Nashville. Come on. 26 yeah. seconds. That's all the fight lasted. Ireland whooped that ass. So I didn't know who she was, and I had added her on Instagram. <laughs> hey, of oh, course you did. First thing I saw was you knocking this shit out of another grown woman. And right then I knew, I will not be talking shit to you. Man. <laughs> That's why I asked how old you were. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm actually like the nicest. Yeah. You I did know not th- appear that way. <laughs> I know that I look, I walk around with like, I don't want to say it, but like a really bad RBF and everybody knows it. I, I just, I'm really judgmental, like silently. I don't, I judge people's outfits, the way you look, the way that you walk and talk. I just, I like to judge. And, but I'm really nice. Like, when you get to know me, 
At least you're silent about it. I say that shit out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've got like three friends in Nashville and two of them's up here. Hell yeah. We love you, Hell yeah. <laughs> but now, we, we did the podcast episode. We put it out the week. We actually put it out like the day of the weigh-in. And the weigh-in yeah. got a little dicey as we thought that it would. Yes. Um, the weigh-in went as well as the way as I thought it would go. Um, we walked in. First of all, first, we walked in into an arena. In and Wheeling, I, West Virginia. In Wheeling, West Virginia. And if you've never been to Wheeling, West Virginia, that is the armpit of America. Yes. Okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. That's just the best way to describe it. You've been I'm, to Florida? I'm very close to there. And I yeah, but it's, Florida has some nice parts. Wheeling, I've never <laughs> seen a nice part of Virginia or West Virginia. And so the bars are the nice part. <laughs> the bars. Morgan no, Park. I've got a story about one bar that we went to and it was not good. Um, and we walked into this huge arena and I was terrified out of my mind. I was like, man, and they had like the ring set up in the middle of the arena and they had the lights on it and all the barstool people were there and you walk in and they're like, here you go. Have a good time. And you go and I was like, oh man, I've got to get up there and fight. And then I walk over and they're like, hey, you got to get up into your like way and impress conference. And I walk up and I see her for like, I see the girl that I'm going to fight. I had seen her once before in the hotel, but this was different. I was like, she wants to kill me. She, <laughs> she had like face paint on and shit. She looks like a clown. Yes. She like <laughs> you treated her like one. <laughs> <laughs> like she was a- trying to do like this Harley Quinn thing with like the triangles. And she came out of the gate and was like, you have a big, no- n- big nose. And I was like, whatever. And then she was like, and you're tall like a man. And I was like, first of all, you wish you looked like me. So <laughs> don't come at me like that. And we like, I, did, I didn't say one mean thing to her to start. I was so nice. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it is what it is. And then she told me that we looked alike. And I was like, what? We don't. Mm-mm. And then she hit me. And I was like, you. Not today. Not today. <laughs> and the security guard grabbed me. And he pulled me back because I went to hit her back. And he whispered in my ear, he was like, do not hit her back. He was like, they won't let you fight if you hit her back. And I was like, oh, man. And then they put us, they put us back. Security walked away. She hit me again. And I was like, I will kill you tomorrow. No. Tomorrow? It's done. Like, I can't, I can't let you hit me twice in a press conference and then not win tomorrow. Yeah. And it just. Then you whooped that. Funny head. story. <laughs> yeah, Burrell knows seconds. this. Yeah. If uh, nobody else in here does, I did a rough and rowdy fight. Yeah, you did. did you, you were really? you was in the early days. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this really? is like five years ago. I quit in the middle of mine. I literally, I I was getting my ass whooped. <laughs> I swear, like I sent in did probably. You really? the, I was getting fucked up. <laughs> uh, I, to this day, my head still hurts. <laughs> but like when we sent our submission videos, I was talking mad shit because I was like, there's no way I'm gonna go out there. Somebody's gonna be in my weight class and they're gonna beat me. I got there, and I fought Andre the Giant. I am 5'10 on a good day. This guy looked like LeBron James. I was swinging, and I knew I couldn't hit nothing, so all of a sudden in the second round, I dropped down to a knee. And I was like, oh, my knee, it hurts so bad. Oh, oh, oh my it God. hurts. So you didn't it even hurt. play, you just faked it. Fuck yeah, I wasn't getting knocked oh out God. on pay-per-view. I do have some type of reputation. I'm I not, was fixing to get knocked look, out. I'm not going to lie. So when, I quit. When Matt and I did the pod the week before, the whole time he was like, you know, like, how you feeling? Like, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to win. Like, um, whatever. When I saw her, when we got to Wheeling, West Virginia, we touched down. I got to the hotel, and I saw her for the first time. She was walking up a spiral staircase in the hotel. 
And I saw her, like I watched her like in a movie, like, and I just followed her the whole way up. And I was like, wow, okay, yep, yep, I'm going to die. And it was the first time that I was like, oh, man, like, this I was, I was like, I was cocky about it, <laughs> and then I got to Wheeling, West Virginia, and everything had, like, rough and rowdy and barstool all over it, and I was like, oh, this is real. I actually have to fight now. Like, this isn't just, like, a game anymore. Like, I actually have to fight her now. I had to watch mine do a slam dunk contest before they whooped my ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they was out there dunking on hoes, and I was like, I got a chance. <laughs> and then the second I got popped in my head... Mm-mm. You know that old saying, everybody's got a plan to get hit in the face? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the truest shit that's you will tr- ever hear tr- in your life. Yeah. I thought I was going to bob and weave. I bobbed my ass right out that ring as soon as I could. <laughs> I will never again do yeah. some shit like that. So a lot of cool stuff's come from doing Rough and Rowdy. You got a call recently, and you've been training your ass off on top of working your day job, which keeps you very fucking busy. Yes. So I work my day job, and I do that probably 60 hours a week, and then I do, like, three other odd jobs just because. The day after Rough and Rowdy, I got a phone call from some promoter that was at the fight, watched it, and he was like, hey, we're doing a big influencer fight in L.A. We'd love to have you. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, 100%. I'm in. Down. Done. Two weeks later, he was like, hey, it's in front of 20,000 people. And I was like, (laughs) dude, I just did it in front of 5,000, and I was terrified out of my mind. I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. And then Rough and Rowdy called, and they were like, you want to do it again in December? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I'm in. So that's two fights within 10 weeks of one fight, and they're within 20 days of one another. So I'll fight, and then 20 days later, I'll fight again. And then probably a week ago, I got a DM on Instagram from a guy from the UFC. And he was like... It's getting out of hand real quick. <laughs> it's getting out of hand, I'm telling you. You knock one white bitch out in the whole damn world. <laughs> Caleb Presley catches one mouth guard in the stands and everybody wants to talk to you. And the, some, he was like, hey, my name is so-and-so. I work for the UFC. Would you want to come out and, like, compete in a couple of things out here at the UFC headquarters Apex with us in October? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm down. And so I gave him my email. This lady called me and she was like, Hi, I work with the UFC with Dana White. And I was like, okay. And I'm starting to look up what they do at the Apex. Let me tell you what they do at the Apex building, which is next to the headquarters in Vegas. Um, They do the power slap competition. They do exhibition fights. They do, like, cage rolling. Did you say power slap? Yep. Is it what it sounds like? Yeah, like those grown men standing... And they, you got yeah. to be a special kind of stupid. <laughs> when I listen, listen. When I found out how much money they paid pay people to do that, I've done worse for twenty dollars. So yeah, I'll let somebody slap the shit out of me. When I tell you there's more zeros in that check than I think I've ever seen in a salary, I was like, Tell them you know a guy that can take a punch. I was like, They were like, You think you could do it? And I was like, Yes, I 100% believe that. Some little 145 girl could slap me in the face and I would not get knocked out. I'm in. I'm going to do it. Better watch so, it. Them little ones are the ones you got to worry yes, about. Exactly. They are yeah, mean. but okay, but if you think about it, I'm taller. Like, I know what she looks like. I'm taller. She's got to slap upward. I don't. I go down. I'm moving with gravity. I'm winning. <laughs> See, I'm getting too cocky about it you now. I'll yeah. call y'all in 20 days. You're going to be famous for a whole different reason by the time <laughs> this shit's over with. White woman talks shit about small girl, gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Headline, UFC. Yeah. Now, one of these rough and rowdies that's coming up, is is one of them down this way? Um, 
No. I thought one of I thought they were using they were doing. They, they thought were about it. Okay. They thought about it. It's in Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, dude, Delaware's Delaware's the spot. That's where my parents live now. Great. In Tell your parents to come. Your mom can make a casserole. Oh, it'll Wilmington, be great. Delaware. Yeah, we'll make we'll bring trays of penne vodka for you after the fight. <laughs> Bless um, that woman. Listen, if you should know one thing about this ever in your life about Matt Burrell, it's that his mom can cook like no other. And that every time she comes to Nashville, I pray to God I get invited to dinner. <laughs> okay, next next one, we'll, we'll, we got you for the next pasta yeah. dinner. You haven't fed me yet. Well, Josh, you don't fucking he live here you yet. Enough. You got to get up here. Oh, you can say fuck on stage, but I can't. I get it. We can say fuck on stage. Oh, you're good. Yeah, you're, we're, we're doing, live, though. You yeah, can we're fuck all live you want here. You can do whatever we want. Boy, if y'all have saw them when we did the show at Florida, well, they did a podcast on Saturday. I get a podcast on Sunday. And somehow, I got stuck with all the degenerates <laughs> from Razor Out. Yes, we got the people. It was perfect. Folks. It was perfect. But the first time that Sean said, fuck on stage, I thought you two were going to shit a brick. We were just looking it around. It was and wonderful. We we were like, uh... There's a lot of kids here on yeah. a Sunday morning or Sunday <laughs> afternoon whenever we did that. But the parents were like, go ahead, it's fine! Oh, that was the best part. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we don't care about Yeah, the parents kids. were like, it's we fine. got... It's they, Florida. They don't... Well, the there's funniest, not a lot of... The funniest mm. part was they do a church service at the Floribama on Sundays. So it was, it's like they do a church service, and then immediately following the church service was the Josh Terry show. Which is just the furthest thing from a church we service. We went to heaven, from heaven to hell real quick. <laughs> all I'm going to tell you. Quick. Yeah, real quick. But Wilmington, Delaware is interesting. It's like a little Philadelphia, but all the bad parts of Philadelphia. It's an interesting place. It's not quite Wheeling, West Virginia, but it is a little bit of a shit show. I just don't understand anything that happens up in that part of the country. Like, the East Coast... The West Coast. I was homeschooled. The West you Coast. Were we talked about that <laughs> on the podcast. I can tell from your rotten left, darling. <laughs> oh, you good. You good. The Just West hold Coast, your fingers like, out. <laughs> I know. I, the West Coast, like, makes sense to me. Like, all everything, like, that makes sense. And then out West makes sense. The Midwest makes sense. The South. You get up into that little, like, nook and cranny up there. I don't even know what's up there. Like, I only... I, I don't only know knew where Jersey was my whole life. I only know where New, knew where New Jersey was my whole life because of the Jersey Shore. Yeah. So I just assumed that it all was like that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we're all we're all like. The or it's a bunch of Italian like mobsters. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. North. Yeah. It, which we have the new Soprano shirts out. Yeah. 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 Or as Cassidy those Daniels cool. calls yeah, it, the pistol shirt, cool. but it is a Soprano. <laughs> Shout out to James Gandolfini. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. But yeah. Um, but yeah, we. Um, but yeah, the Northeast. We're all kind of similar, you know, like. Philly, and we all hate each other. Philly, New York, Boston, like, we all talk shit to each other, but we're all just northeast. But you're all, like, like, five miles from one another. Every state is, like, this big. Yeah, it's easy to easy to go through, for sure. So, what, but it's it, but just, like, the southern <laughs> state. Oh, jeez. I did not mean it like that, Josh Terry. Quit laughing. Jesus Christ. I was just thinking about how that whole part of the country's got little man complex now. It's, it's only funny to my fat ass. I don't really get it. Yeah. But um, but what's been going on in your world, Josh Terry? What's been going on in the the, the Josh Terry podcast? Rehab, rehab, <laughs> rehab. So uh, we're moving from our studio in Cochran, Georgia, up to uh, closer to Atlanta, so we can fly guests in and some other shit. Nice. And uh, I don't know, it's still going good. Y'all keep letting me do shit with y'all, and they keep letting me do stuff here. We got Dylan Carmichael and Justin Dukes coming up for our next show in Macon, Georgia, yes. for our honky tonk nights that we do. Uh, I don't know. We got. I don't know. We just got a lot of shit going on. Y'all are way more organized. I figured that out at Floribama. If I would have tried to do what y'all did at Floribama, it just would have said, we don't know, on every time slot. 
that whoever wants to do it does it. Burrell and I did have a time trying to put that together. Yeah, trying to convince a bunch of songwriters and artists to come down to drive seven hours away. It's hard enough to put together around here in town. Yeah. Like, do it seven hours away. I meant to tell y'all this while we were at Florida. Y'all remember when y'all called me and y'all were asking my opinion on shit? I put it on mute the whole time y'all were doing it. And I was like, why in the hell? Are they asking me my opinion on who to play where at what time and everything? I'm just happy to be invited. I'm getting a participation trophy, and I'm cool with it. I didn't know half the names you were telling me, but I, every time y'all say them, like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I was just going along. Well, well you brought Will Mosley out. Will Mosley. Will Mosley, for those that like country music. Woo. Be, be sure to tune in to Josh Terry also because he just has a knack for finding other, other bearded Large dudes that can sing from the states of Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. And Will Mosley is on that list where he Boy. can just sing his ass off. Well, what I try to do is uh, where I'm from, I'm a big fish in a small pond. And so you got a lot of these boys and girls around there that are super talented, but they don't have the road up here. They don't have anybody that's extending a hand saying, hey, let's get them in front of some people in Nashville without some manager or somebody trying to – spend a shit ton of their money to get them here. Yeah. So what I do, I'm like, hey, if your family, your family, I'm going to take you everywhere I go, play in front of whoever lets you play with them or whatever. And uh, I, just try to, I just try to remember what it's like. I'm 36. So I try to remember what it was like when I was 22, like Will or Cole or any of the rest of them boys. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to get their foot in the door where they need to. So it's, it's just like being a big brother. It's just like I want to help these boys out. Yeah, it's family atmosphere, man, and that's part of what it makes us and you connect. You know, it's like this whole thing, this Live Oak community in general, and the Ray's Rowdy family is just all about good people helping each other when they can. You know. Yeah, and it's everybody that it, what really means something to me with everything that we do together is everybody has a common goal. Is we all want to keep pushing forward. We all want to succeed. We all want to take that next step. And I always say, being around creative people makes you more creative. Yeah. Iron, iron shopping's iron, or whatever, even though I stuttered saying that. <laughs> but, like, it, it is a family. It might be the Manson family most of the time. <laughs> but it's a family atmosphere, and everybody's wanting to help each other. Nobody's trying to go around your back, stab you in the back, or saying, hey, your podcast is bigger than this podcast, or your songs are better than this songs. It's like, no, let's all build this shit together, and let's get to the, let's get to the mountaintop together. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. When's your next show here at Live Oak? October the 11th, and we're going to do something weird. So, uh, by the way, it's being recorded, right? Yes. Happy birthday, Gracie Terry. Today's her birthday. Oh, today's Aww. your daughter's birthday? Yeah, and I want you to know. Well, she, appreciate you coming up here well, she, on your birth, on yeah, her birthday. Oh, shit, wasn't doing nothing with me today. She's with her mama. <laughs> but I asked her first. I asked her first, like, do you care? And she said, I don't give a shit. She already got her birthday present. She didn't care. She didn't <laughs> what'd care you, about What'd that. you get her? Uh... Basic white girl shit. She got some ear pods, a new iPhone. Wow. Yeah, oh, trust me. That's we on like that, pay, like that's that, on that payment plan, baby. <laughs> no, that ain't. I didn't pay for that shit in full. I promise you. But um, but she asked me something the other day. We, we listened to, like, the rounds back together. And our last one we had here, uh, the last part of the show was Allie, Colleen, and the Reeves brothers. And Gracie looks at me like we're in the car, and she's like, why don't you have more females, like, on your show? And I'm like... I just don't think about it. Like, when I'm booking people to play our rounds, I just don't think about it. I put it out there. Whoever wants to play it, plays it. So, I think I'm bringing Gracie up here October the 11th. Oh, and yes. We're gonna, and she's going to help me host it. She's 12, and it's going to be an all-female showcase that day. Love that. Awesome, dude. Love that. That's awesome. I'll be trying to get back. 
<laughs> I got a lot of shit to make amends for. So there's, there's a lot of women in this world that don't like me. So this this is how I start paying my dues, folks. You certainly, certainly do. So, hell yeah. Well, y'all give it up one time for our, for our friends here. Ireland Gabriella, Broadway Gabriella. Um, where can people go to follow you on all the, on all the shit? Cause it's so, oh, real quick. Weirdest DM you've gotten since all the Barstool shit popped off. Oh, gosh. Don't you tell them what I sent you earlier. <laughs> I thought um, I wanted to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing is, like, the most recurring thing in every man, and it's usually, like, grown married men is what I'm, like, getting. It's real weird because I'm going to tell your wife. Don't, don't think that I won't. I'm going to screenshot it. I'm going to send it to your wife. She's going to know. Or your girlfriend. They're going to know. That's my favorite shit to see a woman do. I, ain't gonna lie <laughs> I love it. I'm that like, come on. That makes me so happy and so happy to be single. Yeah. I'm a, was, but yeah. the weirdest thing is, like, they'll DM me, and I hate, I hate when men do this. Men, take note. Y'all all do this. Instead of commenting on the post, y'all send me the post, and then you comment under it so that only I can see what you're saying about it. Just comment publicly. It's okay. But what they say is, I'd let you beat me up. And then if I open it, but then if I open it and it says scene underneath, they respond, and it just is, like, in the bedroom or not. Ooh. And I'm like, that's so weird. And it's, like, hundreds of them. And every time I click on the profile and it's married men and I screenshot it and I'll find their wife and I'll send it to them. <laughs> this one. There this, we go. We got some claps yeah, out there. She this, said, hell yeah. No, this Tell one on lady. cheating bitches. This one lady responded. This one wife responded and she goes, I knew it. She goes, I knew he was cheating on me. I knew it. And I was like. I didn't, I didn't mean to start anything. And he messaged me back. He goes, you didn't have to get her involved. And I was like. You didn't, you didn't have to slide my DMs, yeah. dumbass. Like, you didn't have to do this, and you did. I didn't have to do what I did, but I did. So Jeez. I guess we're both in hot water. I don't know. I'd have done it worse. I am the pettiest bitch ever. No, no, listen. <laughs> listen. I wrote a song about it or when some I was shit. In, when I was in high school which was like 2013 to 2017. So Snapchat had just come out. This was very Snapchat came out. I got Snapchat in 2013. I was a freshman in high school and I was homeschooled, but I still participated in like school activities and like and like and How like, the fuck are you in homeschool doing school activities? Cuz you can like you can play sports at the local high school what like would you go want? To Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was homeschooled. Yeah. Don't talk about the goat. So, I was like do I was going and doing school activities and the very, can, I don't know if I can say this. You can cut this out. Say whatever the fuck. The you very want. first time that I ever got a dick pic on Snapchat. <laughs> that is not at all where I no. thought that shit was going. But <laughs> proceed, <laughs> madam. <laughs> and this is when Snapchat, you could only write the text that only fit across the one line. Do you remember that? You yeah. couldn't write like multiple, you could only do one line. So you had to be real specific. And I would, and you couldn't chat. You could only send pictures. And so I would respond with a black screen. And I'd be like, do it again. I'll send it to your mom. And I said that all the time until one boy finally sent one again. And I screenshot it, sent it to his mom on Facebook. And she responds, she goes, she goes, why would you do that? And I was like, and why would your son send it to me? I don't know, but here we are. And that was the last time. That was the last time. That was, I was a senior. 2017, that was the last time I ever got a dick pic on any, any social media. Don't start. But that's the last time that I ever got anything because people were like, she will screenshot it and send it to your mom. Do not, don't do it to me. I am not, I do not care. This will probably, if I got to see it, so does your mom. This will probably surprise both of y'all. I've never sent one 
Good wow. for you, Josh. I would not have expected that. I that's would, awesome. I, I don't never. even know you. I don't even know you, but just looking at you, that's so surprising. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you, too. <laughs> you, just, you just look like that kind of guy. What do you mean? I look, oh. look at you. I look great. What do you got on right now? I got. I bought these at a thrift store. They're like camel. Hey, gold. look, I, I ain't even got to have my mouth beat in. I'll knock you out. I believe in equal opportunity. And there ain't nothing but air and opportunity between us right now. Raise what is Dude. it? Dude, I'll fight you up here. That's fine. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just telling you. Hey, we don't have insurance for that. We don't have insurance. We don't have insurance. We're not doing all like, that shit. I train six days a week. I don't know what you're doing. Not training, but like I'm training six days a week. I'd probably knock you out. I'd put money on it. I'd put money on idle insurance. Sorry, Josh. First off, if it is a marathon, then yes, she wins. No. But no, I'll Mike Tyson the shit out of you. No. I'll get one in I'm, there. It's over with. I'll snap that shit real fast. Okay, so after this, we'll go out front. If y'all want to see what we I got, I got shit to do. I can't be messing with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all give it up one time. Where can people find you? Ireland, Gabriella? Ireland, Gabriella, and everything. Hell yeah. All and, the things. Uh, the Josh Terry Podcast and JL Terry 87 on everything. Hell yeah. Well, y'all make right. it up. Y'all give it up for our friends right here. Ireland, Gabriella, and Josh Terry. Thank y'all so Hell much yeah. for coming up Thank and well, we've got, we've got some you. more friends here. We got our boys Rod and we got we got Radio Rod, Rodney Smith, and we got Pierre Wilson. You boys want to come on up and keep this show going? Nikki, that was fun. That was fun. It's, it, I mean, Josh Terry, I expected, but Ireland, like she, she dug oh, in dude, deep. Oh, yeah, dude, you don't fuck with Ireland, dude. <laughs> I get, we got. I've, I've known. I've known that girl since she got out of high school. She's like my Nashville little sister. And That's what we refer to as a bad bitch. Yes, absolutely. I'll be sure to give them a follow on the socials and um, definitely buy the next fight that Ireland is fighting in because uh, it will be very entertaining. We've got our friends right here, Rodney Smith and Pierre Wilson. Y'all make some noise What's for up, these guys? boys right here. Woo! Fellas, that was Pierre, I haven't seen you in a while, dog. Rod, we've um, we've been suffering so far this year, bro. Oh. We were at um, the Lost Patty, a bar that is in. It really is like Lost. It's out in the and you would not be able to find it unless you're really looking for it. The home of the New York Giants fan club, and Rod and I are suffering right now. Our New York Football Giants are not playing well, and uh, it's been a tough uh, been a tough couple weeks, Rodney. But, hey, the Cowboys lost. I saw you talking that shit, boy. I saw you talking that shit, my man. I was trolling for sure. Yes, you were. I had no choice. How have you fellas been doing? Man, it's been, uh, it's been good just working, um, you know, staying active on social media. Yeah, dude. Um, it's like a weird thing because it's like, it's like popularity just kind of goes up and down on that stuff. Yeah, it's dude, like, it comes and goes in waves. And, like, I was talking with Rod about this the other night at the patty. Um where it's like right now it's just been like kind of just like like the, because like festival season you guys go out to festivals and mm-hmm. bring the is it you guys still doing um influence country kind of, oh yeah the podcast yeah, yeah. so where you guys go out to different different festivals and different events like Nikki and I do and then you get to a point in the year where there's kind of like a lull and like you get all these get all these brand deals and yeah. then it just kind of like stays the same and stays stagnant for a little bit that yeah, seems to be where you all are at right now it's so weird i feel like these brand deals definitely have their seasons, and the festivals definitely have their seasons. So it's like, like I said, it's like a wave, man. You you're you're in one period of the year, and you're like, okay, I think I think I'm famous. I'm getting I'm getting brand deals and shit. I'm doing all right, and then that shit just drops, and you're like, I might have to get a day job. <laughs> 
Yeah, so. you got to get creative after a while. Yes. Yeah. Repetition, and especially being in like the fashion side of things, it's like you can only do the same fucking outfit for so long, and then people are just like, okay, well, we need something else from you. Uh, so it's cool that you know we got something else going on, uh, especially for me. Like I do music hosting and stuff like that yeah. with radio and stuff. So I'm blessed to have other stuff to do besides just fashion because I know I would get tired of seeing the same outfit ideas and dress for this, dress for this everywhere. So. Yeah, dude, and it's award show season coming up here yeah. in Nashville. We got the CMAs coming up, um, and you guys have, it's just constant where it's the, it's the different, like, it's obviously the different outfits, the different fashion, but also what you guys showcase in country lifestyle, in Western lifestyle, yeah. and different things like that, and, and staying busy. So how was, how was festival season this year for you guys? Where'd you guys all go, and what do you have coming up? I mean, mine's is still going. I got, I got a, what is it, a Georgia next, the Georgia Rodeo. Yeah, we'll be down there as well. We'll be it. kicking it. Georgia Rodeo, a great lineup. Hardy, Meg Maroney, Young Gravy, which is so random and fucking awesome. <laughs> the Castellas are on there. Any and our boy Ian Munson. Ian Munson's on that one, yeah. Then the Highway, we talked about that one too yep. in Dallas. Yeah. And then there's one in Florida, Country Bay or something like that. Yeah. Another one down there. Yeah. It's tiresome. Man, I was, talk I was talking to him about this the other day, and he's like, man, you got to get out there and actually go to these festivals and stuff yeah, that's and have a good doing. time. And I'm like, I just don't enjoy the crowds, you know? Like, I freaking was in the Army for eight years. I got anxiety like a motherfucker when I'm around, like, a big crowd. And so I've been avoiding them, but he's talked me into going to some of them. But that stuff all runs together. I think the last thing I've done was probably, like, the ACMs. That was so long ago. But it was way is, long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys did um, did NFR too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And That's this year it's up. moving. It's in Texas, right? No, no, no. It's oh, is it still in Vegas? Yeah. Is, it, is it moving to Dallas? At ACMs went to the Dallas. ACMs went. That's what yeah, it was. For the next I knew like six years. Went to Dallas. Yeah. ACMs did. Tell us but about NFR. Like, what's that like? I've never been out. It's really crazy, actually, because like going back to the like feeling famous thing, right? It's like you put. It, you know, you think of Vegas, you think of the city that never sleeps and probably like a bunch of tourists. But if you think of NFR, you can think of Vegas, but nothing but cowboy hats. Like it's like a, it's like an ocean of just fucking cowboy hats bopping up and down on the fucking strip. And so you're just like constantly running into people who are like like-minded in like the Western fashion and country culture. And it's, it's very interesting. Um, you know, starting, starting social media, I didn't expect to be like just a fashion guy. Like, like he was saying, it gets kind of cliche just like putting on fits and stuff like that so i'm glad i get to like promote like western fashion and like educate people on what uh you know western culture is and uh i think it's awesome going out to nfr because it's just i mean think of fucking every rodeo event that you can and um a bunch of cowboy hats i think we talked about this on the podcast too is like I kind of expected, as somebody who wasn't, like, grew up in this stuff, like, I, I grew up, like, in Texas, in the country setting, but I wasn't, like, rodeoing and stuff, so to see, like, the publicity that we were kind of getting after a while, he's done it, but, like, I was kind of nervous a little bit going to NFR, I was like, how the hell are they going to take me, like, I don't dress Western all the damn time, you know, like, mine's just pretty versatile, and I was kind of worried about how we were going to get taken out there, but just, like, the support was just crazy, and everybody kind of knew who started the Western stuff on TikTok um, and who kind of, like, paved their way at it. So it was kind of cool to go out there and see everybody's reaction of, like, getting people's respect as far as in the rodeo industry, like bull riders and actual cowboys out there saying, like, dude, like, help me out with fits. And these guys are, like, eight-time gold buckle winning, you know, bull riders and shit, and they're, like, help me how to dress. And, like, to see that we got their respect from them and certain people like that, which is kind of dope. So NFR was a fun experience. Um, and I think this year coming up is going to be even better because now that I know how to kind of navigate it, it's going to be even more of a time to, like, really get out there and do shit. Yeah, there's yeah. so many different things to do out there. If you don't have a plan when you go out there, you, you just end up anywhere. 
You can end up at a strip yeah. club. Yeah, see, I've, never, <laughs> see I've, I've never been to Vegas, but I really want to go and check it out. I mean, even as, like, as a sober guy, as a California sober guy. But, like, I want to experience Vegas just because it is such a different – It's I just hear it's just such a different world from everything else, and especially an event like NFR. Like, yeah. it's can I say – You know, I've never done. Can I say Mills on here? Absolutely. You can yeah. say whatever you want, dude. <laughs> Mills. Everywhere. Every fucking way, Oh, man. dude. <laughs> You're it's in the right place. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. So, so, yeah, you talk about like festival culture and all of that stuff, and it's like we um, we've been going to this year so far. We've been to, I think six or seven all throughout the southeast, the Midwest. And when we go to festivals, which is kind of how Ray's Rowdy had started when Nikki and his friends started back in the day, it started as just a group of guys and girls going to a festival in Ohio called Country Concert and camping out. So we've been to some festivals and we've camped out like with the tents. campers in tents yeah. and we're out there and some days it rains and it sucks Dude. and then you're out there you're you're up there partying until like three in the morning in the campgrounds then you got to get up and the music starts at like noon and it's just there's a culture of festivals and a culture of like a community setting within country yeah. music particularly and now, as somebody who doesn't drink i'm kind of impressed for you to go to Bro, festivals well, i'm usually the first one up in the morning and i'm usually the first one in bed at it night tracks. you know it and, tracks. And, the, and the key is the sleeping in the tent if you can, if you can get so high that you fall asleep, <laughs> that's the trick right there, man. That's yeah. the trick. It's being life. California sober. Yeah, the high life, exactly. <laughs> and it's just you, you pass out. Sleeping on the ground ain't so bad, you know. It's kind of funny. Concert high. It's yeah. kind of funny that you mentioned the camping out in tents and stuff because I haven't slept in like 28 hours, right? So oh, I just left North Carolina because I was back home for meal days. It's this big. Uh, oh, I saw you posted yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this big rodeo event where we like bring our tents and we just camp out. And but just imagine like your car is a horse and it's outside of your fucking tent. So it's like you just get fucking hammered and then <laughs> <laughs> you ride your horse to the bar and you get fucking more hammered. <laughs> That's and you awesome. just you just gotta hope that motherfucker knows its way back to the tent. Yeah, yeah that's that Toby Keith song, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Yeah. That kind of shit right there. So that that was my uh, my Sunday or whatever, and then I hopped in the car and drove straight here, ten hour drive, and link up with Co Wetzel and pulled a twenty four oh, hour. Oh, bro, <laughs> the Co Benders. Now I did a I did a Co Bender um, after a show in Dallas when I was out with the Muscadine Bloodline guys and. Co-benders are different, man. How are, how are those guys doing? Because Dre is a friend of the podcast as well. We've had Dre yeah. on and No Brother Co. And, and Yo-Yo and a lot of the folks in that camp. Yeah. How are those boys all doing? I mean, they're doing good. You know, he's kind of like taking a seat. He's kind of stepping back a little bit and, and getting to enjoy, you know, everything that he's worked for. And that's cool to see for Dre. And um, obviously, it's cool to see for Co. He's such a humble guy and he's so... I mean, he doesn't feel like he's reached the top at all. And when we think of the name Coetzee, we're like, that's the fucking Texas guy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're dealing uh, with somebody so humble. I wouldn't say so Texas guy. Okay. Yeah, we, okay. got, we, got, we, got a, we got a Kojo all disciple. Right, all right. I mean, he's good. <laughs> Not that guy. All right. Not Man. yet. Cody Johnson's a sellout. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought Josh and Ireland were going to throw hands up here, but it's going to be Rod and Pierre. Oh, boy. Oh, man, now. Rod, I've gotten to do, Nikki and I have gotten to do cool interviews with stuff, and you guys have both had to have, gotten to have cool interactions. You got to have that sit-down interview with Kojo back in the day, and, and you, you, don't, you do work with, is it still with Amazon, right? Uh, CMAs. With CM, oh, with yeah. CMAs. Yeah. So you got to do that sit-down with Kojo. I know that was, like, such a big moment for you. Yeah. What was that all like? Full, full circle. Definitely, like, a career 
changing interview. And it, it wasn't so much just because of the interview itself. It was more so because, like, a lot of times in this space, we get so much hate. And that, that, was, that was at the time when we were getting a lot of hate Comments on social media. Comments were rough, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We, yeah, we talked about it. Like, it's gotten way, way better now. You know, we, Like I said, it's gotten super good. But back then, it was brutal. Like, it was brutal. So... There was times that I was just like, damn, like, do we belong here? There was sometimes it was just like, damn, like, maybe I'm, I'm along the wrong track. Like, really worried about how other people were seeing me and shit. But, like, getting Kojo's acknowledgement. Like, this is a guy that I've listened to since growing up in, in Texas. Like, this is Texas's real guy <laughs> <laughs> that everybody respects, aside from George Strait. Um, so just getting, like, his acknowledgement during the interview and then after him pulling me to the side and just being like, look, like, what you're doing is very, very inspiring for country music and keep at it, yada, yada, yada. You're Texas raised. Like, he saw my hand tattoo. And he's like, where the fuck are you from? And I said, San Antonio, Texas. And he said, I can tell because real recognizes real. Yeah. And he just kind of had, like, like, a, like, a moment with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really usually, like, fangirl in the country music space, but I went to the bathroom and I deadass, like, teared the fuck up. Because it was just, like, just to have his acknowledgement of a guy that I've just looked up to for so long yeah. was just super, super big for me. And since moving to Nashville, like, getting an opportunity like that so quickly was, like, just in, super, super inspiring. And it kind of, like, let me know that we're in the right space. And then I just I kind of went to him after a little while and I said, bro, we just got to keep going. Like, <laughs> let's just keep going, keep going, keep going, and just see how far So we I remember can go. we had a... We had a on the podcast, I think we actually had this question uh, about how you, like, see hate as, like, a motivator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I just don't. Like, I can't see the fucking good. I can't see the, the negative in people. I'm, like, I'm motivated by the good. So, with that example, with, like, Cody Johnson acknowledging you and giving you that, like, um, you know, that acknowledgement and saying what you're doing is fucking awesome. Like, how does that outweigh the negative comments? Like, when, when you see, when you get that... And then you're like, okay, let me get back to work. Let me get back on social media. And you see like a hundred negative fucking, yeah, you don't belong here. Like, are you like Cody Johnson just said I do? I, I think it's, I, I just think it's a little bit different from, from somebody who's been in the game for so long who's also well-respected in the Western space. Yes. Right? Like, I'm thinking, I'm looking at it from, like, I grew up versus city and country. You know, like, I got a mix of both. I don't dress country all the time. I don't stand behind, like, super, super just being Western and that's it. Like, I'm, I'm very, very versatile with my fashion and everybody knows that. So to get somebody of Cody Johnson's caliber, like, he stands for what he believes in. He talks about what he believes in and he doesn't back down. It took him years to sign his first record deal because he didn't want to settle for everybody that came his way. So it's like to get acknowledgement from somebody who stands on what they believe in and to have his recognition is like, that's fucking deep. Like, yes. that's, that's massive. We get a whole bunch of artists that, you know, that are like, what you're doing is cool. And Parker McCollum, he's a, he's a massive Texas country artist, but his caliber compared to Cody Johnson is like, I just take Parker giving me a compliment. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's cool, right? But like Cody doing it is like, that's fucking massive to me. Yeah, so like yeah. that's that's why it outweighed all the negative comments and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude, it makes sense for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a uh, it's crazy in the space. I mean, we get on our posts negative comments and yeah. like we, yeah, we just we just had one post because we lean in on the butt rock stuff. Like with Ray's Rowdy, we're we do the country music stuff, but we're also in, like the rock thing, and we're in like this like pop culture a little bit. And we're we're we got to start making memes. That was like the big like yeah. we had like Nikki's been making memes for years, and now it's like <laughs> that's what you can do with with cap cut. That's what you can do with reels and different things like that. And we have one that's kind of popping right now, and it's it's a Snoop Dogg meme. Snoop Dogg on stage dancing to Tim McGraw's like something like that. People are going nuts. And then it's all these hate comments, but we don't even know what Snoop Dogg just said. It's yeah. just like this is a funny video. Like we love Snoop Dogg, yeah, and we love Tim McGraw, so it's like Snoop McGraw and the reels doing well, but like. 
It's also, too, like, if you have haters, it's like... You're working. You're, you're doing something, right? Yeah. If there's enough people that have That's the time of day thing. that want to shit talk, that yeah. means you have even more people that love you. You're, yeah. They're taking time out of their day to watch what you're doing and let you know the input. Like, yeah. They're, at, they're watching the content. They're only adding no. fuel to the algorithm and all your shit. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. It makes me think of, like, the Jason Aldean video or whatever and how everybody said the song was racist or whatever, and it's like... You have to go in a deep dive almost to find the racism in it. And it's like, you never know when somebody's just going to be like, you know what? I seen that church yeah. and I know what happened there. And it's just all downhill from there, you know? And it's, it's crazy like that. It's like, you just post a funny meme and you have no idea what Snoop was saying in the yeah. in the video. And it's like, everybody's like, ah, oh, man. You're... I was like, wait, what's going on? You know? <laughs> and most of the comments you really don't even like acknowledge. But then I think it goes back to what you said last time on the podcast. It was like, you can get a thousand positive comments, but that one negative one that just bugs you, you forced yeah. to reply. Like, yeah. I, I hate replying to comments. And I love trolling back. But, like, some of them will be, like, such an ignorant comment that it's like, I need to fucking respond. Like, yeah. this is just stupid for you to say. Dude, and then sorry. some of them get to you. Yeah, if you, like, take heed to like the negative comments you'll never be right it's like like you were saying you'll like kind of troll one you're like all right fun i'll make a video to this to respond to this because when you get a negative comment it, it just makes you feel like you did something wrong it's gonna it's not like the world used to be where you know you had your fucking eight facebook friends on your profile <laughs> and only you guys could talk shit to each other and if somebody said the wrong thing you're like motherfucker i know where you stay yeah. and <laughs> and i know what you drive so yeah. <laughs> so it's like now it's like you post any kind of video that gets any excessive kind of acknowledgement, you're just getting all kinds of people you've never met, never heard of, sending you you hate messages, and it's just it's kind of crazy that we're in that world today. Where and when you're forced to be on every app, yeah, oh my god, like we started <laughs> off with TikTok, yeah, and then we had to convert to other apps. So once you battle the the TikTok people and it starts dying down, then you go to Facebook. Oh, I was a, like, oh, Facebook yeah. is. It's a different, that's the worst one. Like yeah. these are real people, yeah. and they're attacking me. And I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm just looking at these comments like, this is way worse. And they're, they don't, they don't hold back. Like I'm talking full in words and Whoa. everything in detail. Like, yeah. and these are real people, not burner accounts like Attached TikTok and Instagram. Like these are real yes. people in their bios that have like, this is where I work. This is where I live. This is my family. <laughs> and so these are like real, real people that. Or going in on you on Facebook, and I was just like, my goodness. No, it's crazy, because, like, when people think they're going to get a platform and they're going to be, like, famous or something, they always think, I'm going to have, like, fans. And then there's always going to be, like, I'm your number one fan. There is a number one hater out there. Oh, yeah. And he is, like, <laughs> fucking more persistent yeah, than yeah, do you, yeah, they they crazy. Do you, do you see the same people commenting? Like, oh, yeah, comments? dude. Like, and it's always, like, for me, it's always, like, some fucking middle-aged man who's, like... <laughs> I'm like, dude, do you not have kids, like a truck to fix or anything? You're just like fucking wait. I'm talking about like I'll post something like 15 minutes later. He's like, there he goes again, motherfucker. You pretty bitch. Notifications on, like everything. As soon as you drop a video, they're the first ones that comment. Yeah. And you just can't help but acknowledge them after a while. Like, damn, your consistency is just is really good. Like, yeah. What advice would you have for someone trying to get in the influencer space? Because there's a lot of people... Like, there's kids that they'll write, like, little little kids on their thing. Like, I want to be a YouTuber. I yeah. want to be an influencer. Like, it's yeah. it's a it's a big occupation nowadays. Like, no, people, it's proven people can make money. All living proof yeah. of it. Like, no, what, is, what, what um, advice would you have for no, someone wanting to get in that line of work? It's an awesome thing today, and there, there is money in it. I mean, 
so many people will like see me in public and like I don't know why they want to talk about money, but they're always like, "You make money doing that." Like, and I, I made a video about. It. I was like, I wouldn't do this for free because of the fucking haters. It's like, why would I go to work, make these videos? It takes a little bit of time. It's not like working a day to day. This is the most freedom I've ever had in my life. Yeah, but you know, it, it takes some work, and there is there is money in it. You know, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it for free, uh, but. To your question, but we that, did start off doing it for free. That's oh, yeah. also very important. Hundred percent. You gotta. It's also like yeah. a networking strategy. You gotta yeah. do some things and suck it up for a little bit before you can get the real outcome. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That's one thing we talked about on the podcast too. It's like you kind of gotta keep your day job for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna endure a little bit of. You gotta get over the hate. That's the probably the number one thing. Is like don't even if you can't handle the hate, just don't read the comments. You gotta ignore that because it's gonna like I said, it's gonna make you feel like you're doing something wrong, and that's just the natural way of, like, fucking human nature, you know? You're going to feel like so- you're doing something wrong. You've got everybody just breathing down your neck like, man, that's wrong. You did this. Yeah. So, you know, ignore the comments and just consistency is key. I mean, you're going to hear that every time. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're going to – if you want to do it, have something worth people wanting to be a part of. I think that's, that's very, very important. A lot of people want to get into influencing because it's free clothes, it's free stuff, or the money in general, right? I didn't, we didn't start doing this just because we wanted the free stuff or the money for it. I think what we did was pave a way for people that didn't feel comfortable wearing Western clothes yeah. to wear Western clothes. Like, I can't tell you how many, how many comments and messages we get individually that are like, bro, I had no idea I can wear Western clothes with a nose piercing. Or I didn't know I could wear piercings and wear a cowboy hat. Like, yeah. making people feel comfortable and inspiring and influencing for real, for real, is yeah. what goes miss with a lot of influence, uh, influencers. But... If you do get into it early on, there's a lot of kids that do get lucky and they get into it without even knowing what they're actually doing and they're just having a fun time. People cling to attractiveness. Like there's, There is that side of things, but it's really, really rare if you can get into influencing that way, especially nowadays because the competition is so heavy. Yeah. So I will say if you want to get into influencing, have a reason why you want to get into this and then work on not just being a part of a social media app, like how else can you provide to a community how else can you like add what you're doing to like the world besides just social media yeah absolutely awesome well where can people go to find you guys on social media if they're not following you all already just for folks listening and folks that are here i'm pierre j wilson on everything hell yeah keep it simple mine's just radio rod radio rod radio rod everywhere well y'all make some noise for our friends right here pierre wilson and radio rod roddy smith Woo! Thank you guys for coming on, man. Appreciate, Appreciate these y'all. fellas, yeah. for real. Y'all be sure to follow them. They're good friends of ours here with Outside the Round and Ray's Rowdy. And uh, look forward to collaborating with them more on uh, on stuff as the year goes on. Well, this has been a lot of fun doing the live podcast. It's probably one of the smoother live podcasts I've been a part yeah, of. it went great. Yeah, it's been good. And shout out to Ireland and Josh and Rod and Pierre for coming out. Shout out. Y'all give it up for my friend Nikki T right here co-hosting this shit with me. And now we have got a really cool night of music coming up, and we're going to be releasing this podcast. If anybody wants to go back and watch it, listen to it, give it up for Ike on content right here. Sir Ike, the prince of content. (laughs) And then we got our girl Sydney back there on sound uh, recording all this stuff. We appreciate you, girl. Um, But we have got a great night of music in store for you all. It's our four-year anniversary here of Outside the Round. We've been hosting events here even through COVID. We've been doing it since the fall of 2019, and we've had all kinds of big-name folks. We've had good friends do this, and we've got a lot of folks tonight that 
in the next few years, if you don't know them already, you're going to know them. And they're out there selling out shows. They're out there grinding as up-and-comers. We've got two trios. We've got three full writer's rounds. We've got um, a buddy hopping up and singing a couple songs individually, which is super cool. So y'all don't go anywhere. We're just getting started here. For everybody watching and listening at home, appreciate y'all as always for checking this out. Uh, shout out to our friends, Whaletail Media, Saxman Studios, Big Friendly Productions, and our boy Mitch Walls with the Digital Marketing Agency. Y'all want to check out more about what we do. <laughs> hey, appreciate you, dude. Um, Y'all be sure to visit RaiseRowdy.com, like, subscribe, rate, tell your mama in them. We're on YouTube and, of course, all the podcast platforms. Um, and until next time, y'all been listening and watching Outside the Round. Let's get the party going. Live out, make some noise. Woo! Here we go. All right. One place for too long I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve They usually just make